Persons under 18 will not be admitted. What's up, everybody? This is Jeff. And Ben. From Talking With The Dead. And Still Talking With. And Still Talking With. Still Talking With is our live show. Yes. You can catch that every Wednesday. At 7 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. That's yes. Eastern yeah, time. Oh, yeah, you live yeah. in fucking California, it's got to be three. No, four. Four? Yeah. They're oh. only three hours behind. What about daylight savings? Yeah, well, fuck that. We'll worry about that when I've had Okay, it. so if you're on the West Coast, you're going to have to look up when 6 o'clock is out there compared to here. Which would be actually 7 o'clock out there instead of here. 7 o'clock? Yeah. No, before this is over, I'm going to need a whole lot of serious therapy. You're all fucked up today. Another dollar for the swear jar! I'm always fucked up. <laughs> you should tune into the show and see really how fucked up I can get. Oh, yeah. Well, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. And when you do tune in, you're going to see amazing guests like this. Hey, this is Courtney Gaines. You know me from such movies as Children of the Corn, Can't Buy Me Love, The Burbs, uh, even Back to the Future. Hey, everybody. This is Anson Williams. And I'm going to be on Still Talking with... Hi, I'm Deadeye Swackhammer, and you're listening to Still Talking with... Hey, guys. It's Boston comedian Dave Russo, and you're listening to Still Talking. Do not change that dial. I'm going to punch you in the face. You fuckers. Right in the face. Hi, this is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo, and you're listening to Still Toking With on the Dorkening Podcast Network. Hey, hey, happy Wednesday, everybody. You're watching Still Token With. My name is Leo. I'm in the monkey behind the keyboard here. We have an awesome show, as always, scheduled for you. And uh, as always, we have Mr. Benjamin. How's it going? Yo. Yo, isn't yo. Je- Wait, isn't that Jeff's line? Yo. Yo, I stole his line, uh, line on him. No, uh, I, I am going to say this, Leo. I'm I'm very impressed. Two weeks in a row now, and you didn't hit the wrong button. Oh, stop it! I'm not. I'm not. The, I'm not the one running with low disk space. Hey, yes, hey! I, yeah. It's giving me an alert that it's uh you're upload yep, you're fuck. uploading the video, but you have low disk space. What the fuck, yeah. that? Yeah, fuck you! I quit. I'm going home. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, Jeffrey. Hey, hey, hey. See, I didn't have to say yo. What's happening, everybody? Happy Wednesday. It's um, Thanksgiving Eve. Is that, is that such a thing? It yeah. must be because I've been cutting potatoes and, and doing weird shit that I don't normally do. You know? I thought it was happy. So, happy go stuff the turkey a, day. No, that's tomorrow. You stuff the turkey. We're not stuffing it. We're going to spatchcock it. Gonna, I don't even want to know. You're going to what? It's called spatchcock. You mean spatchcock? No, it's spatchcock. Oh. You take the backbone out of it and you fucking squish it flat. Cook it that way. Oh, okay, okay. I, I thought that was where you like uh, put the putty in and you have the putty knife and you... No, that's spackling. <laughs> I'm not going to spackle my turkey. <laughs> what are you, high? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we got a great show. Uh, let's just bring him right on. I, I hate this. Mr. Benjamin. Sam. Here we go. How you doing, buddy? Let's spatchcock all over the place. Let's get it on. Right? <laughs> yeah, um, it's gonna it's gonna be one of those shows, folks. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's the best kind, you know. It is. It is. It is. So there's people out there right now go school going spatchcock. Yeah. Oh yeah. Could have just made it up, but there you it's go. a real thing. <laughs> you know, as as sad as it sounds, it's a it real. Sounds thing. fun. Right. Well, I'll let you know. You know, I don't yeah. know what it's going to be like. You know, flattening a turkey out. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I flattened turkeys out before too, but it's usually with my truck. Just saying. Well, yeah, 
Okay. So anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> let's. Um, I, I want to get into it because I didn't get a chance to finish it, and I'm really bummed out. Um, so I, I, let's just talk about uh, the payday right away. I want to get go into that. Because, go ahead. You know, I put it on. We, you know, obviously, I got the screener, and I put it on while I was peeling potatoes and cutting shit up. Um, but I didn't get a chance to finish it. But what I liked about it was right from the get-go. And those kind of movies don't really do much for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah, you're not, more of a you know, horror. I'm more of a horror kind of, you know. But I like I liked suspense thrillers, too. So the way yeah. it was put together at the beginning made me just want, okay, what's going to go on next? Because it, it's that kind of comedy thriller. Yeah, That's, how, I mean, that's the, the, what I would call it. Yeah, the phrase that uh, we'd like to think it's a crime caper is uh, that, that kind of, it's a very, it's a very specific type of movie, isn't it? But yeah, we, and actually the more people have watched it and we've seen some reviews coming out is, it's a lot more, it seems to be a lot more comedic uh, than I, than I thought it was going to be. Not, not that I w- didn't want it to be comedic, but just when a film gathers its own identity and its own pace and its own, all the different performers bring things to it and, you look back and you're like, oh, yeah, it's definitely... But we, we wanted it to be fun. We wanted to have danger, but also some lightness as well. Right. Cool. Right. Well, you could tell right away that all the actors and actresses connected because it, it, it was it was just, yeah. you know... It was... You, I can tell the difference, you know? Yeah, there oh. was definitely screen magic, as they call it. Yeah. Screen magic. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Take that. Absolutely. So, uh, I don't know. Any more sucking up we can do, Ben? No, not really. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> You should know by now that actors <laughs> actors feed off this. There's, there's yes. a there's a horror film somewhere where there's a bunch of actors that don't get enough compliments, so they turn into ghoulish monsters and you know take people out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> that was that's a long long time ago. I saw that movie. I can't remember what it was called, but you're right. I remember that movie because <laughs> that falls under like a horror category. I horror. That's that's your vibe. Yeah, I love I love the grade B horror movies. Yeah. I'll have to try yeah. and be in a horror next time. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Well, I mean, I mean, like I said backstage, I wa- I got to watch it the other day, and I actually watched the whole thing. I actually loved it. I thought it was great. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Let me wipe it off. There we go. Okay, a little brown. <laughs> you know, keep it coming. <laughs> no, I really did, and and I'm similar to Jeff. It really wasn't my style of movie that I would normally watch. Yeah, but it was uh, enjoyable to watch. But it did it. It, it grabs important. it grabs you right at the beginning, and you kind of go, huh? You know, and I mean the co-stars. I mean Simon. He's just he's a he's an amazing actor. Um, I loved him and a lot of stuff that he's done. So I kind of yeah. was like, oh, he's kind of playing a prick. I like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And a good one. Um, and a good one at it, you know? Uh, and it did. I, I, we don't want to give away too much because we really want all you people because there's a lot of people watching. Um, right, right. We got the trailer, we, though, right? Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. We want them to go out. We want them to watch this. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, leave the feedback. Uh, where can they see it? Where can they it's see it? it's in the it's in the chat. Leo just put the link in the chat because uh, well, somebody already asked. Well, that's the IMDb. It's in the fucking show notes up above or down below, where they yeah. always are. Right, Leo? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But we where do have the trailer, so if you want to fire off the trailer, go ahead. I'll let Look, you. Hold on, you got me trying to find out where it is on VOD. 
What the hell? Yeah. Uh, right, so anyway, <laughs> you were. Well, um, all you the actually... links are on paydaymovie.com if you need Perfect, a perfect, perfect. See? In the there show notes. <laughs> Do you have that in the show notes? I'm going to check. I probably don't. But I it sounded would. good. Lying some bitch. No, you, no, you don't. He's confident. You don't, you don't have it. <laughs> you have all of Benjamin's links, which is awesome. But payday movie, you know, no. Now, didn't you write the payday? You yeah, I wrote the screenplay. I wrote the right. screenplay, and uh, Kyla Fry, the lead, the leading lady. Uh, we came up with the characters and the concept. It's we created a short film together back in 2015 that was had similar energy and similar characters. Uh, and then so it was kind of that's where the project was born, you know, whenever that was seven years ago. So it's been mm -hmm. a long road to get to here. And it's definitely been a let's just make it. Let's get this thing made. We, you know, we like these characters and we just, yeah, just uh, we got some people on board and uh, we shot it towards the back end of the very, very strict uh, London lockdown, which was kind of a benefit in a way because so many local, we shot a lot of it in a, a large office area called the Royal, the Royal Albert Dock buildings and uh, right on the river Thames. And, but because they'd opened this building just before lockdown. So I think they were desperate for the money because <laughs> obviously there was nothing happening. So, you know, we, we can have turned that into an advantage as well. Mm-hmm. Now, in the chat, I did put a link uh, where you can see it on Amazon. I also put the link uh, to the website so you can find it on Voodoo, iTunes, Amazon, and a bunch of other places. Holy shit. I guess you did. I'm doing my job. I'm doing my well, job. And you're pushing all the buttons. Wow. It's an early fucking Christmas present. Yeah. But we, <laughs> we uh, as you mentioned, we do have the trailer, so we'll run that. Here's the trailer for payday, the payday. How do you expect high rewards if you don't take high risks? You fancy logging onto a computer and pulling some information from it. What is the info exactly? I'll come back to that later. Here's what you need to do. A secret stash. Illegal funds from banker bonuses. There's a question in there somewhere. I need this money. I deserve this money. Five million. For an hour's work. I'll be back here at 1500. Take the bag. What the hell is that? Protection. Boss's orders. Find the back entrance. You'll have a map to direct you to the remote terminal. You didn't over your head? You've never done anything like this before. This is just a little one-off payday in between jobs. Just keep an ear out. Let us know if anything else out of the ordinary happens. It's done. <laughs> go and we have uh, all the information in the show notes and if you check the chat you can find that the link where you can watch it right now but don't watch it right now wait till after the show right <laughs> yeah, buy, buy it now 
and then wait till after the show. There we go. There you go. Even <laughs> get, it, get it secured. Get it secured so you don't have to worry about it and then enjoy the rest of this chat. Yeah. Well, even better, buy it now and then tomorrow when you're trying to avoid family, then watch it. Ooh. Well, there you no, go. That, that won't work because the movie's good enough that even the family that you're trying to avoid will get sucked in and then you're fucking stuck watching it with them. Not if you're watching yeah, it. Nobody, tell them to buy it. Nobody will be saying anything. They'll all be watching the movie. Yeah, they'll well, be spellbound. That's true. Right? <laughs> or, or you can just put headphones in and watch it in a corner on an iPad. Right, right. Oh, yeah. That'd look good. Who's <laughs> Jeff sitting in yeah. the corner? <laughs> and anything, anything, that, um, anything that us Brits can do to sabotage an American holiday is a little bonus as well. <laughs> right, right. Because right, right, right. You, don't, you don't do the Thanksgiving thing, do you? No, why would like, we? You know, <laughs> but even in the U.S., do you go to Thanksgiving. You're here, though. Are you going to go to a Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow? Uh, yes, yeah, someone's invited me, so um, I'm going to go there with a Union Jack uh, onesie <laughs> um, and remind them that they've made a big mistake uh, leaving. Uh, you know, no, uh, I, yeah, I, I am going. I mean, hey, I, I'll I'll go anywhere for some food and some, uh, you know, some good company. Um, it's just funny though, because a lot of, a lot of, um, it's funny explaining that there's all the little differences between the American and British culture, and Thanksgiving's definitely one of them. Because obviously we, oh, yeah. we know we know of it, and we've got a vague idea that it happens in November, but uh, uh, yeah, we don't really. We do. But to me, I feel like it takes a bit of the sting out of Christmas, though, because for us, we've got a big run up. We've got from Easter to Christmas, we've got a massive run up to look forward to that Christmas dinner. Whereas I feel like Thanksgiving comes in, steals the thunder. And then by the time Christmas comes, a lot of Americans are like, eh, let's get Chinese food. <laughs> uh, see, see, you know, uh, like like my wife, yeah. uh, she uses Thanksgiving as like the kickoff of Christmas. Oh, so, so, OK. So, like kickoff is like. She won't do anything Christmas related until after the Thanksgiving dinner. And then uh, from there, it's like watching Elf, putting up the tree, you know. And then yeah. you have Christmas as like a, a month-long celebration, you know. That's, that sounds intense. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> sounds very intense. Yeah, um, yeah we, we wanted to watch that new Spirited movie, and she's like, you got to wait till next week. We can't watch it right now. <laughs> Oh, is that the one with uh, Ryan Reynolds and yeah. Will Ferrell? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah updated Christmas funny. Carol. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about them. We're not here to talk no. about that. Or them. Listen, they're trying to get publicity and they can fuck off, all right? That's, <laughs> it's not. That's right. If they want publicity, they have to reach out to us and come on the show and yeah, then we'll give yeah, them publicity. Yeah, yeah. Tonight exactly. it's about Sam Benjamin and what he's doing and what he's done. Exactly. Right. So, um, so I read somewhere that you um, uh, studied with Patrick Stewart. Yeah. So that was one of my big, big moments. Uh, I think I was either I think I was nineteen or twenty, and I somehow got into this summer training school, um, which happened in Huddersfield in the north of England. I got selected, uh, auditioned for it, got in, and it was fifteen of us. And it was this summer acting training and um, they they just surprised us out of nowhere and said, oh, uh, your teacher today, here he is. He's just flown in 
and it was Patrick Stewart and uh and he's just like yeah I thought I'd uh thought I'd take you guys through some Shakespeare and and obviously he you know we did we did Shakespeare with him and then he he told us his life and career story and it was just a big moment of going oh you know the fact that someone like that had taken the time and also I, I learned that uh I didn't realize that he I just always assumed that because of his because of his accent he was from quite a you know a well-off upper crust kind of background but actually he's a northern working class lad from Huddersfield um you know from a town not too dissimilar in in kind of you know status I guess to where I grew up um and then it was suddenly like oh oh hang on a minute so it is doable someone from my kind of background can do it um and obviously just yeah just that connection and him saying all the obstacles and failures he had on his journey and um yeah it was a real turning point and also to be selected for that was a real like oh maybe I'm maybe I'm either okay at this or I'm really good at convincing people I am so maybe I should carry on <laughs> so give me some Shakespeare um um to be or no <laughs> How you're gonna have to pay for the Shakespeare? That's extra. That's extra union rates. That is. Oh, you ready? <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, Jeff. He's, he's gonna sparkle you. Watch out. <laughs> he he gives us an awesome story like that, and your answer is give me some Shakespeare. I want to know what kind of nugget of information did Patrick Stewart give you. You know, um, other than you know, he grew up from a working. Oh, well, that's class. that's just because yeah. you got more geek in you than me. That's all. I mean, he there wasn't anything specific that he said. It was just the overall experience. Um, I do remember he he did he did say one like funny bit of advice, which was whenever you're playing a role, uh, never ever um, secretly be thinking about or practicing another role in your head because he said he once did it when he was he was uh in the royal shakespeare company and he had a really small part in one play and he was learning the lines for the next play which he had a bigger role in and he was playing you know spear carrier number one who had like one line in the whole thing and he just had this big long scene where he just had to stand there for like you know 30 minutes just listening to what was going on and uh and he said, so I just started going through my monologue in my head, pre preparing for the next play. I thought, I'll use this time wisely. And then he said, I missed my one line in the whole play. <laughs> I was, and I was like, you know, shit. I'm just, you know, so he goes, uh, you know, make sure you're focusing on what you're doing, which uh, that was one of my, my memorable things. But I just also remember being so cool. Like he, he, he strutted in and he was wearing like, you know, when someone wears really – you know, when someone wears clothes that you're like, you shouldn't, this shouldn't be stylish, but it is like, you just came in in these, right. you had these jeans and trainers and just okay. something about the way he was wearing them. And I think he had like a, just like a plain t-shirt, but he just cruised on in, swaggered in, sat down. And I was like, this guy, he's the captain. He's oh, the hell captain. yeah. He's the captain. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. So there's a conversation killer. Patrick Stewart. Right. Patrick Stewart, right? Yeah. Like, where do you go from there? Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, so yeah. It's not about Patrick Stewart tonight, though. It's like it's I not. said, it's about you. It's so exactly. Prior to becoming an actor, you were a bartender. Yes. 
in England. Yes. So you must have at least one funny story, at least one good story from your time behind the bar. At the bar. Yeah. Oh, I've got. Oh, I'm sure you got a million of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, where even where even to start? I mean, uh, I the first bar I worked in was a bar in Liverpool, uh, and it was just hilarious. In hindsight, there was stuff would happen, and even though at the time it was horrific and just soul destroying, you just there was a voice in you going, "This is going to be funny in about five years." Um, I remember, I just remember the characters like when when I first started working there, and I'd start, I'd open up the place at, you know, 10, 15 a.m. And there'd be guys, like, queuing up at 10, 15 a.m. <laughs> to get the first pint in and to make sure they had their spot. Um, I remember there was there was one customer who, who like, I think at the time, I don't know what, if there's an equivalent in, in the U.S., but at the time, so we've always had, we don't really have pound notes, uh, like a one-pound note, like you guys have a dollar bill. They got rid of those years ago, but we do have pound coins. And then one year they brought in the two pound coin and this one guy, I remember I gave him his change and he like, he just looked, he just like looked at me and then looked at his hand at the coins and he just like shook his head. And then he looked at the guy next to him and pointed at the coins and he shook his head. And I was like, what's, what's the problem? And the guy next to him was like, Oh, have you given John a two pound coin? And I, I was like, uh, yeah, must have done, yeah. And he's like, you don't give John two-pound coins. <laughs> oh, uh, right. Why not? And then, <laughs> then this John was just like, he went on this big rant about two-pound coins or a government conspiracy to level up the currency <laughs> so that every vending machine was double the price. And he refused to touch any of those coins um, and it was just like, wow, this is incredible. Um, I, I worked in a bar in the Hammersmith Apollo um, in London, which is a big music venue, quite iconic. And uh, yep. I remember once, we, there was obviously quite a few famous people would go. And um, I remember one, <laughs> my favorite moment with a, a well-known person was I was at the bar and then the interval was about to happen. So it was kind of empty, but there was an look to my left and there's this one tall guy in a black coat, black beard, black long hair, just standing there waiting on his own. And then I did a double take and it was Keanu Reeves. Oh, wow. And he was just, he was just standing there just like, and then the other bar uh, bartenders were kind of, they were doing that awkward thing where they were pretending that he wasn't there. So they were busying themselves and it was really awkward and I just thought, I've got to cut the awkwardness out here. So I just went, uh, I just looked at him and I was like, all right, Keanu. And then he went, he looked at me and he went, I'm good. <laughs> and then, and then I, I, I was like, oh, cool. Uh, and then I went, are you enjoying the show? <laughs> and then he went, he thought about it. And then he went, it's good. It's good, but it wasn't like in a. He just was very. You could, he was being honest. He was like, "It's right. good," and then that was that. That was it. And then he, I think he was. I think his friend was in the show or something. But um, he just really just a chilled out dude, just having having a beer, didn't care. That was a great impression, by the way. It was. Yeah, it, it was. was. Well, 
Very Thank good. You. Very good. Thank you. <clears throat> so I know we're here to talk about the payday, but that's not the only thing you've ever done yep. or ever been part of. So that chat stuff there. Um, tell us about the few. Because that you've won a ton of awards for that. Yeah, the few was a, and actually it's. I was thinking about the few recently. So the few again um, uh, was a project that I part produced and part wrote. Um, there's definitely a theme to my journey, which is either I'm impatient or I'm an arrogant bastard, and if people aren't giving me the parts I want, I start to write them myself uh in, in a very uh rocky kind of way um the few was born out of that the director of the few is the director of the payday sam bradford and we were just you know it was in that we, we were kind of getting on with our careers we've done some good stuff but we we wanted something more meaty and we were just getting a bit frustrated and we thought you know loads of people are you know cameras are so cheap now and uh, you know, the internet has blown everything wide open in terms of with YouTube series and people can just shoot something and, you know, get it up there. Why not? What's what's your excuse? So we thought we've got no money. So let's just do a mini. And I mean, mini, mini, mini series of, mm -hmm. say, episodes of four or five minutes. And just what could we do? And we wanted to do a sci fi superhero thing um, that was British because there wasn't really anything out there like it. So we, we just set about it, shot a lot of it, Gorilla, uh, shot it with a lot of talented actors that we knew, uh, that we thought weren't getting a shot either. And it's just a very, uh, a very like gritty what-if story about what if three people acquired superpowers in London, working class, and if they... But the plan was, the backstory was, is that it was going to be part... Of, of kind of something that Winston Churchill mm. was involved in back in the day in World War II. Yeah. Uh, but we never got to really explore that. But yeah, we did one season. It was a lot of fun and we got some great awards and the like a niche superhero crowd really loved it. Yeah. And then this is very timely because we, we set up, we wanted to do a second season, but we thought if we're going to do it again, let's do it properly. Let's do longer episodes. Let's get a proper budget together. Let's really go for it. So we did a, a uh, like a crowdfunder and um, I wrote a, a letter to Kevin Conroy who recently passed away. And he basically said, if you guys raise the money, I'll play this character. Um, so that was like, I was thinking about it cause I thought, oh my, I was, but basically we didn't raise all the money we needed to, to execute it on a decent level. So it never right. happened, but it, the second season would have been really incredible. And it nearly, it nearly happened. And I've had a few close calls with, you know, we've pitched it to people and there's a bit where a producer has taken it on and shopped it around. And I actually, I had a meeting with Amazon actually in London about it. Um, but I think, you know, everything's timing and I think they were lining up uh, the boys at the time. Mm. So it was kind of a bit, you know, so, but it was, it was great. And it, it, it was, it was a lot of fun and it was a, yeah, it's a really cool story. Nice. Where can, can people see it? Is it? It's not actually, it's a great question because it's not actually out. So I would say go and buy the payday and then, and then come back to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> If you buy the payday, I'll send you the link. Um, 
No, the few we actually because we were pitching it to to people, and we were pitching it as a brand new series. Um, a lot of the when a couple of producers took it on board, they they didn't want the original series to be available, so right. we took it down. Um, so it's not available online at the moment. You can catch the trailer if you search for it. Um, so I don't really know. It's kind of in limbo. I don't really know what obviously. If right, anyone's right. listening, uh, yeah, but well, it's it, it's it's in limbo at the moment, so it's not it's not really available. And I don't know what's going to happen with it. Well, guess what, folks? That's not in the show notes up above or down below. Like all the information <laughs> right, about this right. gentleman is. <laughs> the reason I asked about seeing it is, um, it's something that probably Jeff would enjoy. I know I would because it, it's sci-fi ish. I mean, you want best sci-fi, you best original story, yeah. best web series. I mean, the list went on when I looked at the at the awards that it won. I was like, I I want to fucking see this. Like, well, I want to watch that. Yeah, awesome. Was, you know. Yeah. But. I can't because you know you fucking took it down. So, yeah. so I guess I'll have to go watch the payday again. You're gonna have to watch the payday again. Oh, well, hopefully, hopefully it won't be the end of it. Hopefully it will. <coughs> but I think it was also timing at the time. It was quite novel because it was British superheroes and it was quite gritty mm-hmm. um, and quite dark uh, compared to say a Marvel show. But uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But you guys mentioned it as I'm gonna think about it and see. See, well, I'll like speak said, to Sam Bradford, we, the director of the payday, and we do our research. Else. You know, we do our research. You do. It's not just about the payday. You know, there you go. Um, you know, the few is something that I mean. I mean, like I said, I'm seriously. I would. I would definitely love to watch something like that. Um, but you've been what about in, Screw Job. Didn't you direct? <laughs> Jeff's like, I can do research. Ben coming in, Ben's coming in with all the facts. <laughs> I've got his IMDb up right now. Um, I with so Screwjob is it's, no. I'm um, so old. I still use paper. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, yeah. yeah, me too. Screwjob is copy and paste. Copy and paste. Go ahead, um, Screwjob. Uh, Screwjob is a it's a short film that I directed. And I'm in, and it's it's currently in post production. It's hopefully going to be ready to go by the end of the year, and then I'm going to submit it to festivals. It's uh, I'm interested to see how people perceive it. It's a it's a working class uh, drama set in the world of independent professional wrestling in the UK. It's about a female pro wrestler who's a single mom and it isn't getting any younger, and she's getting pissed off about not getting a break. So she's considering doing something uh, against uh, the rules. So it's it's like, yeah, it's kind of, I, I've wanted to write something in that world for a while because I'm a big pro wrestling fan. Um, and I feel like whenever, with the exception of, say, The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke, um, just from my interactions with wrestlers and I've done a few movies with them, and I'm in awe of the sport and their profession, and I, I, I'd, I'd love to tell a story that really honors that and um, is kind of transcends the sport and gets other people into it as well. Well, wrestling has a it's crazy the the following wrestling has. You know, it's uh, I, I don't really follow it, but you, you know, we've had some shows with uh, you know uh, we've put up some content with some wrestlers and stuff like that. And just, just the, the amount of people that are, are fans of, you know, wrestling in general is just insane. 
yeah it is and it's 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 very it's very i feel like an old soul because as i've got obviously you 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 discover it as a kid and it's it's Mm -hmm. one kind of thing and then and then you kind of the what's the word the uh the something comes out of the box i don't know what's (laughs) what's that phrase um you discover something you know it's like it's like santa claus um and then you have a moment where you go oh oh there's something else going on here and then and then you're kind of annoyed a bit and surprised and then when you and then you have the phase of going oh that's that's shit and then when you get older you actually come around to it and you go hang on a minute this is genius um so it's just a great mix of you know fighting sports drama um language conflict defiance and all that kind of thing um but yeah, it's it is really popular, but it's interesting where where it goes because I've as I've got older as well and start I started watching some of the older stuff from like the eighties, and I think I think they're missing a trick because I think there's a lot of old stuff that they're not doing now um, that they can do, and I think it's gone a bit might have gone a bit too, what's the word, comic book almost I guess. Yeah, um, I like I like the grittiness and the when it's when it's kind of delivered in in reality. Uh, Jeremy's asking, ever hit the ring yourself? And if so, what's your finisher? Great question. I, I, well, I technically I've, I've hit the ring in the sense of, I, I went for a training session. So I did a movie called I am vengeance retaliation, which is on Netflix right now. Um, and it's a British total all out action film with Stu Bennett, who is Wade Barrett in WWE. And there's another guy on there. Um, uh, called Greg Burridge, who's also a professional wrestler, a seasoned pro. And he uh, he invited me. He was like, yeah, you should come down and train with us. <laughs> and it was, um, it was so intense. It was, the, it was the toughest training session I've ever done in any sport, in any combat, like any martial art that I've tried or any stunts. It was, it was, three hours of that and I, I was feeling it for two weeks it was uh i mean when you and like you fall you fall on that, on that mat and you're like okay yeah I can, I can pretty much do that you do it once and you like it's like someone's someone's like rang the bell in your head and it's like hit it's like a headache for about you know six hours and you're like oh and then they're like yeah do it again do it again faster do it again do it again and again and again and again and it's just like oh i'm just deliberately falling on my back this is painful um so um yeah it's not for the it's not for the fit part but i i had a good time with it i i don't think i've got the i've got the toughness to do it for real at all um so i that's why i admire the the professionals <laughs> Fair so, enough. Uh, so you said you uh recently moved to la um what, what's the the lifestyle change between you know uh living in in the uk and and over here and how has that expanded your your career possibilities um i don't need an umbrella as often (laughs) (laughs) that's 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 a big thing that's a big thing um i um yeah I, i mean i guess it's kind of you know the the great thing about this day and age is that, especially America and Britain, within 
this industry that I'm in, there's there's a big crossover. So um, I, I kind of I got my green card, so I've kind of got a base over here and a base over there. But it so I'm kind of going where the work is essentially. But mm-hmm. there's the massive cultural differences. LA compared to London, LA compared to Liverpool, but both. Both those comparisons are slightly different. Um, I'd say the main difference between London, if you're talking about, and I know as well, as many Americans passionately tell me to shut up when I say things like, oh my God, isn't it crazy? In America, you guys do this. And there'll be someone going, hey, I'm from Chicago. We don't do that. Or, oi, whoa, whoa, whoa. we don't do none of that in Georgia. We don't do none of that in Georgia. So, um, but in terms of LA and London, one of the big differences um, in London, it's it's obviously a tighter packed place. Everyone's more of a feeling of being on top of each other, um, and it's a lot more of a it's a lot more of a colder culture in this. Not literally just for the weather, but be, just in general, people get about go about their day um, kind of not wanting to be bothered by anyone else. Uh, whereas in LA, at least my perspective compared to London is people are much more open and much more talkative and a bit more friendly and open to to like meeting new people. And, you know, you can walk into the coffee shop and say, you know, start a conversation with someone and who knows where it might go. Whereas in London, if you did that, people think you're a bit weird or, you know, mental. So um, it's <laughs> whereas obviously in, in London, once it gets to nighttime and everyone's in the pub and having a few alcoholic beverages, then you can talk to whoever you want. But in the daytime, it's much more of a, I don't want to offend anyone. Just keep yourself to yourself. Just, you know, just get that, do that, go there, go there. Whereas to me, LA is very, um, it's a very like optimistic uh, and open and can do kind of attitude. Nice. Okay. So if we ever go to London, Jeff, you're not allowed out of the hotel until nighttime. Just okay, saying. that's a good tip. Yeah. <laughs> but you can get away with it if you if you're American and you're over there and you you, you know you're doing the uh, the London tour, then you can kind of get away with whatever. Because if if you're they, visiting they, yeah, the they, place, we're very they nice. Know. Yeah, if you're spending money in our country, then we're nice to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As long as it's not, uh, as long as it's not uh, two pound coins. Not two pound coins. Be careful of those. Do not accept the two pound coins. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So uh, I read, I don't know if it's true or not um, that you were a Batman freak when you were a little kid. Is that true? Yep. Somewhere. Somewhere there is a photograph of me in the full-on outfit when I was about seven. Um, and I'm hoping to rekindle that um, this year. Um, <laughs> um, no, I think, um, yeah, Batman, I, I mean, to me, I feel like, is, is, there, is there any? Well, there must be, but to me, I'm just like, Batman is the greatest, especially for a young lad. It's the greatest character ever. And I, I can't understand why anyone wouldn't gravitate towards that character more than any other to me he was always ever since i can remember whether it be the cartoons with kevin conroy watching them with my dad uh, on a saturday night in his flat or um or playing with the action figures or my mom was a well my mom is a hairdresser and she would talk if i was stuck in the hairdressers and um, i had a day off or whatever she'd give me some money i'd go to the news agents next door and get a batman comic 
and then the movies came out and um so yeah he's always been he's always been that character i don't know he's just he's just cooler than every other superhero and he because he's he's doing it all without any powers and i love the darkness and the when i was a kid i was also very shy so i liked i liked that like lonely bruce wayne shit I really kind of got a kick out of that of like just you know when you're in the cave and no one relates to you and no one gets it. Um, the original dark side. The original dark side, yeah. So I've I've always I just think it's a character that just keeps on giving and even every movie that comes out, I'm like the the latest movie, the Batman. I was kind of like, well, you know, here we go, and I, I was absolutely blew me away. I was like, they've done it again, um, um, like just another interpretation that's. You know, I can happily, you know, Keaton's always my favorite. Um, and But then, you know, the, the Dark Knight trilogy is amazing. And then this new version is incredible. So, yeah, there's just something about that character that I just love. Um, I think he's great. Yeah, I, I agree. The new movie is, is just friggin' phenomenal. And, and there's, you know, certain scenes where it's like they yanked it right from the comic, you know. It's, uh, I haven't seen that yet. Did I see that? Yet? Oh, no, you got to see it. I haven't seen that. I was busy watching the payday. No, that, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. But <laughs> when on. you finished watching that, <laughs> when you finished watching the payday, everyone should go and watch the Batman. No, but the the, the new Batman movie is incredible, and it I think it, it works. It works as just a detective thriller. It works as a dark detective thriller, regardless mm -hmm. of whether Batman. You, you like Batman or not, I think. It's it's got like a David Fincher, forties noir, Zodiac, seven, um, just grim. And even the way it was shot, um, I love that. I'm really into like the look of films and the more I've been in the business, I I think so many movies waste uh the possibilities of what you can do with the look of a film. Uh in terms of just, you know, let's just shoot it and it looks all clean. Whereas, you know, stuff like the Batman, they've thought about the lenses and they've, it's it's kind of, they've ran through it on 35 millimeter film and they've select, they've framed it like a detective thriller and all of that, I think really adds to it. Oh yeah. And there, there's so many hidden things, you know, like uh, I don't want to spoil it uh, for Jeff since he hasn't seen it, but you know, there's like one shot in the beginning and there's like somebody in a window and like, if you knew to look for him, you could see him, but you know, it's just like somebody randomly in the window and it totally makes sense, you know, later on in the movie, you know? And uh, yeah, it, it's a true Batman story, you know, it's bringing Batman back to his roots because he's he's a detective, you know? Yeah. Not only kicks right. ass, but he's just, you know, he, he's a detective. So everybody, there's your Thanksgiving double bill. Yeah. You've got, hey, right? you've got the payday and then the Batman. Um, that'll cover you for four and a half hours away from the family. So that'll right. Be, right. That'll In be, the corner. Yeah. In the corner. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but I know we have a bunch of new viewers because i'm watching the view account and, and a bunch of probably new listeners at some point so why don't we show the uh trailer again yeah totally you, you did it at the beginning you got to do it towards the end yeah. you know for well, all those there you go. all those latecomers so for, for just to give everyone a heads up as well on the trailer is i wasn't happy with it because i said it should be all me and none of the other actors <laughs> but they they said no and i said i'm a producer on it it should be just me and they were like definitely not so we compromised on this one 
<laughs> well, Sam, would you like to introduce the trailer? Maybe give a brief synopsis. So this is the trailer for The Payday, which is available now on digital on demand in the US. If you go to paydaymovie.com, um, it is a British crime caper heist movie with a bit of romance. Check it out. How do you expect high rewards if you don't take high risks? You fancy logging onto a computer and pulling some information from it. What is the info exactly? I'll come back to that later. But here's what you need to do. A secret stash. Illegal funds from banker bonuses. They're questioning her somewhere. I need this money. I deserve this money. Five million. For an hour's work. I'll be back here at 1500. Take the bag. What the hell is that? Protection. Boss's orders. Find the back entrance. You'll have a map to direct you to the remote terminal. You didn't over your head? You've never done anything like this before. This is just a little one-off payday in between jobs. Just keep an ear out. Let us know if anything else out of the ordinary happens. It's done. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Mega Chris is asking, uh, what episode of Doctor Who were you in? I was in Knock Knock in season 10, which was the Peter Capaldi. I think that's the first Peter Capaldi season. Um, I was, it's a season with David Suchet, who played Poirot for a, for a long running uh, stint. And yeah, I'm, I basically play the, the cocky estate agent that they should have gone with, but no, they went with the haunted house. So <laughs> there you go. They've learned their lesson. Um, I, I, here's a funny, I'll tell you a funny, I think you guys will enjoy this. A funny story from the Doctor Who audition. Um, and I don't know why I did this. I was just in a very funny mood. Is uh, I went in and uh, I knew the character is he's in the first, like, whatever, the, the opening sequence of the episode. A suited and booted, cocky estate agent. So hi, I was, I went in suited and booted and I was kind of in a in a cocky mood, clearly. And I went in and I was just, I don't know, maybe the last few auditions I had, uh, I just was a bit kind of like, oh, come on, like just cast me for God's sake. So I went in and the casting director and him and his assistant and uh, he, I just, <laughs> I don't know why this, he goes, he goes, so um, thanks for coming in. Um, so obviously the character is an estate agent. Um, so, I mean, what else is it to say? And then I went, what? An estate agent? What are you talking about? And then he went, he kind of, he kind of had like a panic look on his face. And he went, uh, well, that's the, and then I cut him off and I said, I thought I was auditioning for the doctor. What's going on? <laughs> and then I'd keep it a straight face. And he went, oh, um, no, uh, 
you know, and then I was like, I'm joking. I know he's an estate agent. I know what to do. Let's just, let's do the scene. <laughs> and I was like, looking back, such a risk that I took. I was obviously, I don't know what I was thinking, but in hindsight, I think that's probably why they cast me because I was just a cheeky bastard. But, right. um, but, I don't know why I did but uh, <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it was a risk that paid off. Um, sometimes you got to, that's the, I think that's the, um, you know the the Liverpool like sense of humour that I that I grew up with. So um, I had I did actually there was another audition where it went completely the other way, and it was to play this uh, police officer character in in a really cool. Um, thank you, Mega Chris. Um, it, I was playing a police officer. Uh, I went to play a police officer in this like uh, it was like a six part BBC series. It was a, quite a big director, and I went in and. I dressed in a, you know, like a police officer, aside from the uniform, but white shirt, British police officer, white shirt, black pants, black shoes, and, um, you know, really put effort into making him look like a cop. And I walked in and, uh, and the director went, uh, oh, he said, you've, you've dressed up, haven't you? And I just thought, why did, I, thought, I was like, why the hell did he ask that? I'm, I'm auditioning to play a police officer. I'm dressed up. So I just said, um, I said, yeah, I am dressed up because you know what? I've got a really important interview after this. So I thought I'd dress up. <laughs> <laughs> and he hated it. He absolutely hated it. But I just was like, I'm auditioning to play a policeman. You want me to come in in my denim jacket? Like, what, what, what are we doing here? But um, didn't get that part. So <laughs> learned the lesson there. Threw a two-pound coin at his face and then left. <laughs> uh, here's your two pounds back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me my two pounds. Right. So you've you've had the pleasure of actually working on a bunch of really cool things. You know, from yeah. Justice League to Peaky Blinders, War of the Worlds. What what were some of your favorites? If you have favorites. <laughs> They're, they're all different and they're all they're all favorite that there's like favorites that stand out for different reasons the war mm -hmm. of the worlds the bbc war of the worlds i don't even know what that's on in america it's definitely on one of the streamers it's only a three-parter and it's it's really cool um it's a period version period drama version of it um, and that was a blast because i had one meaty scene with eleanor tomlinson who was the lead and she was just incredible and the two of us um, so you get on set and sometimes you have an actor and they're really cool and they do the job and you're like, okay, this is going to be cool. But then other times you go on set and the, the other actor starts giving you the lines and you know that they are in there and all you got to do is listen and ride what they're giving you. And it's this really beautiful magic that happens. Um, and that it felt like that on that show. <clears throat> so I was really proud of that performance. Um, and then, uh, you know, I played a, played a small role in uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, which was just amazing because of the scale of the project, the fact that it's a movie with Batman and the DC heroes in it and working with Zack Snyder, um, you know, even though it was brief, was just, again, one of those kind of like a Patrick Stewart moment where you go, oh, this is amazing. Um, so... Yeah, so it's would kind you, of. Would you play like a garbage man for a minute or something? I played garbage man number four. Number um, four, okay. but number four, he was he was the most masculine, good looking one. So 
you know, it was, it was, and Garbage Man 4 turns into this superhero in like 10 films time in like 2050. So that's what they told me anyway. Um, no, I, I played, I played, um, I played an American, uh, an American military police officer who was in one scene when one of the supervillains like appears and he has this altercate, quick altercation. And um, yeah, it was just, it was just one of those, one of those kind of quick, in and out roles, but it was a it was a you know a lot of fun. And then I am Vengeance was fun for different reasons. Obviously, it's not as high scale in terms mm. of who's involved. But Vinnie Jones was in it. It was a bit of a British legend. And uh, working with Stu Bennett, the WWE wrestler, and and just getting to shoot loads of guns and do loads of action um, was just a lot of fun. And, and having a character, some some shows, you know, you got less to do, but it's great because of the people involved or the characters bang mm -hmm. on. Or whatever but then other shows it's cool because you've got lots of meatiness to get your teeth onto and really go on a journey with the character so um mega chris bringing the compliments thank you right right he learned yeah, he from did. us at the beginning of the show huh yeah said, hey, <laughs> he learned from us exactly exactly yeah it's that spot i don't know <laughs> So we've got about uh, about three or four minutes left for our viewers here. If there's any last questions, I suggest you get them in the chat. Otherwise, you snooze, you lose. Do you, uh, last... do, you do appearances? Do you go out? Do you do collect cons and stuff like that? I do a lot of cons and I make a lot of money. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant con as in a different con. Um, oh, he's conning no, people. No, I actually, considering... Um, considering i i've done i've done you know some parts in some uh, i guess things with uh fanatical followings but i've never really done a con i've been i've been to london comic con uh we, when we were promoting the few actually which was a great experience but i guess i'm i'm waiting for that uh that big superhero role to uh turn up and sign some glossy pictures and take some silly photos okay basically yeah. Already then. But silly okay. in a good way. Silly in a good way. Okay. Well, that kills that fucking question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, shit. Yeah. No, I'd love to. I'd love to, Jeff. If you know any cons, let me know. Okay. I might know a few. Okay, great. Well, so over on the East Coast, I know we have a lot of cons where a lot of, uh, you know, indie movies will, uh, you know, they'll, yep. they'll make the rounds. They uh, love guys like you. Eat you up. Totally. Sounds good to me. Sounds like a great Thanksgiving. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, Mega Chris want to know, did you meet the doctor when you were on set? I did not. All of my scenes were not involved in the doctor. So I worked with David Suchet. Um, and Pearl Mackey, who was the companion for that season, but um, but not not the Doctor himself. Hey, Leo, any last questions from you? <sighs> was that a hard fucking question? I'm just so what what do you got coming up? What's in your head? What do you want to do next? Um, I've just finished, uh, just came back from Florida, the uh, movie that I wrote called Bad Tenant, that's a psychological thriller, um, was just shooting there, so I played a part in that and uh, wrote that. I think that's coming out sometime next year, but I don't know the full info yet. 
Um, and then the payday, I'm promoting that still because it's not out in the UK yet. I'm going to London next week for the premiere. Um, take my mum on the red carpet, which should be fun. Um, nice. And yeah, I guess I, I've, I'm doing some, I just did a really cool audition yesterday and I got an, another one um, for a really exciting project. So it's it's that it's that actor grind of seeing what seeing what they like you for, I guess. Cool. All right. Very cool. Very cool. Well, so based what, on what you've done, you've got more shit upstairs that you can get out on paper. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But so, you know, time to enjoy Thanksgiving first. Huh? Yes. Something you've never celebrated before. Yeah. Well, I did. I, I was here for Thanksgiving last year, um, so. I, and I, you know, on the face of it, I was like, "Hey, you're just putting loads of food in front of me and drink. That's I'm not going to come." I'm in. I'm in. Let's <laughs> let's let's babcock this, whatever it is. Batchcock. 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 <laughs> so uh, one question I like to ask: cock that turkey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one question I like to ask everybody is, uh, you know, besides uh, wrestling, what what do you dork out about? Like, you know. Uh, we, we've talked to some people that like, uh, Hey, I, I, I love, you know, learning about like, uh, you know, old sunken vessels or, yeah. uh, you know, I collect, uh, you know, trains or something like that. What, what, what's something that you do on your off time that you absolutely love? Do you play board games? Do you, you know, do D and D. What would you, you shut you, up? He'll answer you. He went to talk like three times. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> so um, good, Leo. I like the excitement. Yeah, no, so do I. Um, I'm just teasing. Well, you've 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 kind of you've you've said what's the most geeky? Th what do you geek out on apart from the thing that you mentioned that you geek out on? Yeah, exactly. So, so that's <laughs> the main thing would be pro wrestling. I just I consume. I listen to podcasts about from the old wrestlers from old managers telling stories from the road and I rewatch old pay-per-views and I go and see it live and I theorize about how I can pull, you know, moments from wrestling and capture it in a character in a movie. So that'd be my main thing. I, I do love, I do love my DC comics. Um, although I haven't read some for a while. Um, so I need to, uh, make some time for that. And then what else? I'm quite a, I'm an old, um, I'm an old kind of funk, R&B music guys, so I love 70s and 80s R&B funk soul. So I love I love discovering um, new stuff to me that is old. Um, you know, finding a band from like the late 70s that does uh, you know funk or blends you know R&B with soul or some hidden gem that I was like, oh, this was released in 79. They got to. Number seven in the chart. How does nobody know this song? You know, the, those kind of things. And I've been to a few, um, like a, there's a singer called Alexander O'Neill. I don't know whether you guys have heard of him. He's um, He was part of the original lineup of the Time, Prince's band. Uh, and then he went solo. He had a couple of big hits in the 80s, but he's bigger in England than he is in America, even though he's he's an American. But there's a, there's a big Northern, in the North of England, we love American soul music. Mm. So there's like a lot of mm. old American soul artists tour the north of England quite a lot because we just we're, we're kind of huh? You spend money. We spend money and we dance. <laughs> we hit the floors and we get hammered. And they throw two pound 
coins at you. We throw two pound coins at, no, not at them. <laughs> um, we drop them into our drinks and then drink it. Well, uh, one little uh, suggestion if you, wanted to, uh, if you wanted to get back into DC, you know, being a Batman fan, uh, I'd yeah. say uh, um, uh, check out like the last five issues of Batman. There's a new writer, uh, Chip Zdarsky. He's known for uh, like writing for uh, Daredevil. Fantastic nice. writer. Nice. Um, Batman for like the past couple of years has been pretty like blah. You know, like the beginning of Rebirth was good. But um, yeah, I'd say definitely check out like the last five issues. It's nice. really, really uh, getting good. And uh, if you haven't read it, um, Batman Earth One. I've read it. I've read it. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah. they, re they released volume three, I think. In the... Oh, I've only read volume one. So that, oh. maybe I should get on that. Yeah, definitely pick up volume two and three. Really good. Yeah. Slacker. He was busy filming the payday. <laughs> busy filming the payday, which is available now. Yeah. Right. Paydaymovie.com. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we can find all the information and show us up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. Right. And uh, uh, Ben, anything else before I wrap it up? Nope. Do your thing. Okay. So I want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening. want to wish everybody an awesome turkey day tomorrow if you celebrate it. Uh, for me, just Google Leo Pond. You'll find a bunch of stuff. Could be true, could be not. I'm not going to say which is which, but I run a Dorkening Podcast Network. We have a ton of shows on a network. There's a lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff, like the Token Dead guys here. And uh, with that, uh, Sam, where do you like people interacting with you? Um, anywhere and everywhere possible. But maybe you could start with uh, at Sam Benjamin now on Twitter or Instagram. Perfect. And uh, with uh, with Twitter possibly going down the toilet, have you thought about going somewhere else? I thought about going to the town square and That's standing on a bucket and just shouting random things. Okay, that works too. <laughs> Jeffrey. Oh, it's my turn. Hey. No, I wasn't sleeping. That was a great show. Thank you, Sam. Um, I enjoyed that. Learned a lot. Good shit, I got to watch now. Thanks a lot. Cheers, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> so, is, uh, stilltoken.com, um, the Token with the Dead on Facebook. And uh, yeah, that's where you're going to find out everything you need to know. Yeah. And uh, Jeff, you're not on Twitter. I'm not. No, he's not. No, but we are. No, I'm not. I never was. <laughs> I was no, never a twit. He's always a twit. <clears throat> Go spackle your turkey, will you? <laughs> Go so cock block your turkey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're cock blocking a turkey? What? <laughs> what the fuck's going on? Anyway, we want to say thank you, like Jeff said, to Sam for coming out and hanging out with us tonight and giving us the insights of, you know, all the fun shit that he's been part of. Uh, like Jeff said, stilltoking.com. Go there. You can find out everything you want to know about us from the comic books to the novel to the filming to the anime to this wonderful show because they're all recorded and they're there for you to watch over and over. But definitely go check out the payday. You will not be disappointed. I guarantee you that one. Um, to all our veterans and first responders, we want to thank you for doing what you do so people like us can do what we do. We'll see you next week. Stay safe. We're out of here. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy stuff. Thanks.